basically say this is new mom diaries and is basically me sharing my experience not just my experience i'm going to be bringing on new moms um og moms people that have been moms for a while um medical practitioners in this field um gynecologists psychologists you name it and we're going to be talking about different um topics from pregnancy to childbirth to um balancing mom life and career and this is the fifth episode so the, the other four uh, previous four episodes are live on my IGTV so you can catch up on that after today but please feel free to stay for today and share with your friends and family today we're going to be talking about contraception before and after pregnancy so um, I know this is a topic that some people have requested for and and contraception is a very tricky one a lot of people tend to be here on there about this particular topic so that's why I thought to shed some light on this and i'm not just going to be talking about this myself i'm going to be bringing on um a women's health practitioner so she specializes in this topic and more so this is not going to be the last time you're going to be first or last time she's going to be here um quite often hopefully <laughs> but yeah i'm just gonna request for her to come on and we're gonna start regardless um if you do miss out please join on my igtv later on um let me see i'm just going to quickly invite her hi shola hi nikai <laughs> hello 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 hi hi how are you doing today beautiful i'm good Okay, so um, for those who have seen the flyer, I already know who you are. But for those who have have not, um, could you please just um, introduce yourself um, to our audience for today, so they can know who you are, what you do, and why you're here today. I'm Brendalyn Lieberman. I am a mom, a wife. Um, I am a women's health nurse pr practitioner, board certified. Um, so, and I also teach um, students who are trying to become nurse practitioners. Um, that's it. What else? <laughs> okay, I guess we'll oh, share more. Oh, yes, I forgot to tell you. I am a Maka's uh, twin, just older, a <laughs> few years. Okay, guys, I actually did leave that out. I don't know if you guys have actually noticed the resemblance. Yeah, she's my twin sister. I don't know what she's talking about. 10 years or no 10 years. We are twins, okay? <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for tuning in and um, gracing us with your presence today. And we have a lot to talk about. But before we actually get into the main um, topic of the day, um, you're also a mom, and uh, which is like yes. the whole point of this um, live and this series you know um it's um, me introducing and bringing on new moms to share their experience so it's not just going to be me sharing mine so you're here today so before we move into your specialty uh, <laughs> we'll actually just ask some questions about you being a mom okay so um how has mom life been for you i know um so far and now be like seven years in now you have two kids so yes. just you know quickly give us a run through on that Mom life, um, it's constantly changing. So it's not the same every year or every day. 
Um, first time being a mom was scary. Uh, first week in, I was crying for my mom. <laughs> um, second time around, it's, it's easier because it, there's not that pressure anymore of wanting to do everything perfectly. Um, so far, I have learned in the last seven years that um, it's not about doing stuff perfectly. It's more about doing what's best for your kids. Um, being a parent is not easy. It's a full-time job. And you're continuously learning stuff every single day. And I, can't I will not always be able to compare the way I parent to how somebody else parents. But I think at the end of the day, the goal is more of putting your kids' best interests best interest at heart. Yeah, definitely, you know? definitely. That's a good mm -hmm. one. So um, I know you have two kids. Yes. <laughs> Obviously, I know. <laughs> but yeah, I know that that's, that can be easy, um, especially being that you have two different ages. So it's like you're dealing, you're going through it differently because I know you have a boy and you have a girl. So girl. you have gone through the terrible twos, you've gone through the threes, you've gone through everything. So like, how is that know, for you? Was it different being that you had a girl first mm -hmm. and then was it different than having a boy? Like, was there any difference between the two? I think the same terrible twos, terrible threes, I think sometimes they even have it on to terrible sevens. Like oh, at wow. this point now, she's, she's very sassy. Um, but at the same time, it's, they're constantly changing. So mm -hmm. they're, not, it, it's, they're both unique in their own way. Mm -hmm. But it's trying to balance um, the tantrums. And sometimes, um, thank God, I have a partner who is there 100%. And we mm -hmm. know that the both of us have to constantly be on the same page um, because there are situations where they want to use us against each other. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, daddy, can I do this? And daddy will ask, what did mommy say? Yeah. <laughs> so she's thinking maybe at that point she'll be able to get away with something because I already told her no. But yeah. the question that either me or my, her dad says is, what did mommy say or what did daddy say? Yeah. Um, even if we don't agree at that moment with whatever decision the other person is making, we never show it to them. Because the very minute you start doing that, then they're going to try to use, yes, they're going to try to use that against you. Um, but like I said, they're constantly changing. So it's just trying to adapt to every single change that's going on. Um, like now my four-year-old, he, he has his moments where he's perfect. And then he has this moment where he has the tantrums and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> um, but like I said, it's, it's just trying to adapt to whatever situation that's going on and trying to let them know um, if you're doing something wrong, that this is wrong. Yeah. And um, sometimes I get where I get upset and yell, but at the same time, sometimes, we're, we're, like I said, as parents, we're not perfect. We're constantly learning. We're constantly le learning different ways to um, adapt to situations, so. Okay, that's, that's, that's good. So I'm just gonna go into, before we get, I'm just gonna ask you one, sorry, one second, having a bit of an issue here. I don't know what that's showing. Okay, all right, so um, we, I, before we go into the main thing of the day, I just wanna ask you two more questions. So. Um, but just briefly run through for us. How are your pregnancy and, and deliveries in both cases? <laughs> Let's see. 
my first pregnancy, I think it was a little bit easy for me, I would say. Um, the more of my concern was more of the heartburn that I constantly was getting. And that was very annoying because even to drinking milk, I was getting a heartburn. Um, but I would say between my first and second pregnancy, my second pregnancy was very difficult on me. I had every symptom in the book. Oh, it, wow. was, it was not fun. I was having migraines every day. And obviously you can't take certain medications for pain when you have yeah, migraines. I had the situation where I had, I was constantly spitting in cups. I get, I got, I don't know people, for people who are in the U.S., the red solo cups was like my friend. Yeah. I go to Costco and Sam's and I get the really big one and I was constantly spitting in a cup. That was disgusting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, constantly get uh, vomiting. I was always tired. The, the, the second pregnancy was really, really difficult compared to the first. Uh -huh. um, both of them did take their sweet time to come. So I was past my due date. And at 40 weeks, uh, I told my doctor, I was like, I'm ready for this baby to come out. And she's like, oh, you, you know, you can wait a whole week. You know how this works. I was like, oh, no. If you don't do this in three days, I'm going to find a way to make this baby come out regardless. Um, so they were both over past their due date. Uh, so I was induced. Um, I think for my daughter, it was uh, 19 hours. For my son, it was 21 hours of waiting, and it was not fun. Oh, wow. um, but thankfully, they were both vaginal births because at one point, they thought that I was going to have a C-section because it, it, it was just not budging. But my cervix was not opening. It was not doing what it was supposed to do. But um, I did have them vag vaginal births, both of them. And um, I also had to, I'm going to use the medical term, but I had to get cut to make it easier for uh, the baby to come out. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Doesn't sound nice, but yes, okay. <laughs> That's one thing I always say, I always mm -hmm. tell people that pregnancy is different for everyone. Yes. And, and that, I'm happy that you're here today because you, you actually be the first guest I'm having that has two kids and is like years in. Yes. So, and this is like going to be different from what people have heard in the sense that your first pregnancy, you say your second pregnancy was totally different and we say much painful than the yes. first one. So, and that's the thing because you feel like, oh, the first one is going smoothly and then all, all of a sudden something changes. So the thing is, mm -hmm. just, just go through it because we, yes. we can't really expect what's going to happen. It'll happen, right. That's good. So the, the last question before we move into the main one, it's like, how have you been able to balance mom life, your career, and uh, marriage all together? Because I know at least seven years in, I want. I know it's not easy because you probably have things that you're trying to do, new things keep coming up, but at least I know you're still you're, you're working. So how have you been able to balance that, balance kids, and then still balance how a daddy and mommy time? Taking one day at a time. <laughs> So, so some days are not easy. Sometimes it's actually difficult to have mommy and daddy time. But yeah. we're getting to the point now in the last year or two where we're saying, okay, we have to dedicate while well, COVID happened. So we really have not been able to go out like the way we did. We yeah. do. Um, but trying to find time to be able to at least have date night, even though it's not easy balancing kids and work and all of that stuff and all the other stuff that I want to do. Sometimes making sacrifices that you... There's certain things that maybe can hold on for now. Um, but for me, taking each day at a time and how it comes. Um, like I said, it's not easy balancing all of those things. Um, Definitely. But 
I, t- I just take one d- d- each day as it comes. That's good. That's yeah. I'm, I had a, a complete <laughs> episode on this particular topic, and I mm-hmm. intend to do another one because really, you can never stop learning when it comes to balancing these three things together. Yeah. So, um, and what she said then was, do what's best for you and what works for you, because what, what you might say something now doesn't mean that oh it might work for the next work person. person. So mm-hmm. it really does depend on you finding what works for you and balancing that each day, right. as you said. So that's good. So. Just wanted to quickly give people at least get some germs from you know because you are seven years in it's not easy we were still yeah. like six months i'm already crying so yeah exactly yeah, yeah. there's some days there's some days i still cry i, I go to my exactly. closet and i lock myself in there and i'm like god this is too much i know yes as well yeah, but... as well <laughs> okay so let's get into the main thing of the day because i know a lot of people are willing are watching, waiting for that so okay. um the first question, I mean, before we go into it, because first of all, I know some people might watching this, even if not now, later on, might not really know. They, yeah, people hear about contraceptive birth control, but they don't really know, if I say the definition, because uh, they say, oh, it's something that you take because you don't want to have pregnancy. But can you give us a, just a brief um, intro into what contraceptives are and the types of contraceptives that are available out there today? Well, um, contraception most of the time i think we once people talk about contraception they always equal it to trying to prevent pregnancy however there's still people that are out there that use contraception for different reasons some people can use it because they're having um a lot of heavy bleeding or a lot of cramping during their period excuse me but i'm going to be using a lot of women's in this situation however Mm -hmm. i still also want to uh, acknowledge the fact that not all people who are capable of being pregnant identify as women. Mm-hmm. So we still have our transgender patients that I see on non-binary pe- uh, population that I still have to, I yeah. still talk to or manage. So in that situation, I have to, uh, it's more of each person is different. So not just because one person once pills is gonna the other person's uh, uh, the pills is gonna work for. Um, so birth control, in a sense, is even though it's mainly used um, to prevent pregnancy, there's still other uses for birth control. Um, there's so many out there. Um, in the U.S., you have uh, the pills where you have the combined hormonal contraceptives. That's the one that has the estrogen as well as the progesterone, and then you have the progestin-only pills, which is also called the mini pills. Um, we have the new one, newest one is, which is called uh, Slind, um, also, and then the oldest progestin-only pill, which is called Ultramicronar. Then we have, when you go from pills, we have the Depo-Provera, which is an intramuscular inter, uh, injection, where you're getting the injection every three months. Um, that is also considered a progestin-only type birth control. Um, then we go from progestin-only pills. Then you have the ring, which is the Nuva ring, and there's also the Anuvera. So that's the ring that is inserted vaginally. Um, the Anuvera is good for a, a whole year, so you use it for a whole year. But the Nuva ring is something that you use monthly. Then you have the patch. The patch is also has estrogen and progesterone in it, just like the ring does. And it's a patch that you are pretty much applying weekly for three weeks and allowing a week free to have a period. Then you have the different types of IUDs, which is the intrauterine devices. Um, 
in the US right now, we have five of them. We have the Paragard, which is the 100% non-hormonal. So it doesn't have any hormones in, in the IUD. Mm -hmm. um, that lasts for about 12 years. And you have the Mirena, the Kylina, the Skyla, and the Liletta. All those are all progestin-only um, birth controls, and they're all interuterine devices. They all have different years that they last for. For the Mirena, it's about seven years. Um, the Liletta is five years. The Skyla is three years. And what am I leaving out? Kylina is the newest IUD out there, which is five years. You also have other things like condoms, which is perfect for preventing pregnancy, <laughs> as well as preventing you from getting sexually transmitted infections out there. Um, so that's, a, that's also a, a, a form of, um, uh, what I say, birth control that's used sort of, if you're not comfortable using other methods, is also used to prevent pregnancy. Can't hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. You lost you for a second. It's fine. Yeah, ma'am? Okay. Yeah. All right. I think it was a call that was trying to come in. Um, then you have the newest uh, one called Fexi. Fexi is also, um, it's not uh, hormonal. It's a type of uh, gel type thing that you insert into the vagina. And that's, you can insert it for up to an hour before uh, sexual intercourse. Then you have the other older methods like the caps, the <laughs> diaphragms, the spermicides, all of those things. Yeah. Okay, guys, you see that we have like millions of them out there in the market because yes. if you're confused, but we will speak, we'll get more um, details into that. Um, so one of the questions, because before, um, while this was, I was going to go live for this, I did um, put out um, the flyer and also ask the question to some people that what are your concerns or what would you like to know about contraception? So a few mm -hmm. questions came in. Okay. So I'm just going to quickly run through some of them so we can see if we have enough time to go through them. If not, we would carry on another day. But um, <laughs> uh, the first question that came in was, how, to how do you determine the best one for each, like for, an, uh, for each individual? So what, how do you know oh, that this contraception will work for me or this, you know, how do you decide that? So for each patient that I get or a person that I see, um, my goal is to be able to first, um, I first obviously have to de develop a rapport with the patient. And um, sometimes it depends on what the person is actually looking for. So my goal is what are you looking for in birth control? Um, so just because pill is working for your sister or your mom doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Um, so trying to determine what kind of methods they're looking for. If you're someone who forgets to take pills, then I would definitely not advise you to be on pills. Um, if you're someone who absolutely does not want to have to do anything, then maybe the IUDs or the implants are probably more, and I totally forgot about the implant birth control, which is out there. Yeah. That's the one that goes underneath of your skin. Yeah. Uh, that so if it all depends on what the person is looking for and one of the, the questions that i always ask is this more what is your reproductive plan meaning in the sense of are you planning pregnancy in a year are you planning pregnancy in two years uh, do you want to be pregnant in the next six months so for instance somebody saying i want to be pregnant in the next six months then maybe the depoprovera is not probably the best um, birth control for you because of the fact that with depoprovera once you get it the fertility usually returns back to normal about six to nine months sometimes 12 months so that would probably will not be the best method for you and then it's also uh determining your medical history 
So a lot of people may have medical conditions that may prevent them from being on certain birth controls. Um, in the U.S., we have what they call the U.S. medical eligibility criteria. It's pretty much like a go-to summary chart that has all the different types of medical condition. And then it, it tells, it gives you categories of them. So, for instance, if you fall under one, it means you can pretty much get every, any type of birth control across the board. But uh, if you're two, then it means the advantages outweigh the risk. If you are three, it means the risk outweigh the benefits. And then if you're for four, it means you absolutely cannot get that birth control. An example that I would use would be somebody who has migraines with aura that has uh, been diagnosed yeah. with having a migraine with aura. And so anything that contains estrogen will be a no-no. They are considered a four for that because yeah. you cannot get that. So at the end of the day, it's as a professional, me telling you that I'm not going to prescribe birth control to people that are watching right now. It's pretty much you having to go to your healthcare provider, whether it's a nurse practitioner, a doctor, whoever it is that you that provides this kind of care to you. Because first of all, they have to determine your medical history, your menstrual history. Um, they also have to determine um, your social history. If you're a smoker, yeah. those type of things are things that we have to determine first before, okay, telling you, okay, these are all the methods that are out there this method probably is not best for you because of the fact that you have this medical condition. So it's not a, oh, I want birth control and I'm just handing you a pill. Anyone. That yeah. Yes. That totally makes, makes mm -hmm. sense. Because literally when I saw that question, that was like the first thing that came to my mind. But I was like, I was going to leave that for, <laughs> for you to answer. So yeah. um, another thing that was a bit of a concern to most people I noticed was the hormonal imbalance, the changes to um due to taking the contraception like mood swings um adding weight so mm -hmm. most people are like that oh how can this be avoided like what did it have to do to... <laughs> so is there is there some kind of so is there uh, with all the um bed controls you mentioned is mm -hmm. there are there some particular ones that okay you you can say that oh with this one your chances of adding weight is this or what well if if you absolutely do not want because you Every, everybody dif reacts differently to birth control, even though sometimes they have certain birth control that there's tendency for weight gain. Uh, yeah. For instance, like the Depo-Provera, there's tendency for weight gain. But every now and then I see patients who actually lose weight with the Depo-Provera. Um, if you're worried about hormonal birth control and the side effects that may or may not come with it, then you probably want to go with something that has no hormones. For instance, you have the interuterine device, which is the Paragard, which is 100% non-hormonal. So it does not have... The, uh, the hormones that you're worried about. Um, the only thing with that form of birth control is I usually try to advise my patients, especially if you already have heavy periods or if you're someone who has really bad menstrual cramps, then going with the Paragard may not be the best thing for you because there is still that side effect that people tend to have heavier periods or longer yeah. periods or even more cramping like that. Okay, so I was gonna. That, that, that what you just answered now is going to lead mm. me to another question. You kind of already mentioned it. So mm. they said someone said, "Oh, that she found out that there are hormonal and non-hormonal bed controls." So mm. out of all these bed controls that you mentioned, I said you already mentioned one of them that is totally um, that has no hormonal um, changes that affect that. So is there any other one? Uh, which are the ones that do have those, or how do you know? Um, so, so with the with the pills, you have two kinds, which is the those ones have hormones in it. The implant has hormones in it. The IUDs 
the five that I mentioned have hormones. So like the Kylina, the Lyleta, all of those have hormones in it, except the Paragard, which is, is a copper IUD. Um, that one does not have any hormones in it. And like I said, if you're not comfortable using an interuterine device, then maybe going with condoms may work for you. Or sometimes people use caps and diaphragms, or even the newest one that um, was just FDA approved, I think last year, which is the FEXI. Um, but with those kind of birth control, you have to be responsible, meaning in the sense of with the FEXI, I think you have to insert it up to an hour um, mm -hmm. before any form of sexual contact. And you have to keep it reapplying depending on how often you're being sexually active. Same thing as um, condoms. And with all this type of birth controls, they all have um, the failure rate. So for instance, with like the IUDs, the implants, or if you decide to go where you want to get ster do sterilization. So for those who do not want to have kids, period, then maybe going with sterilization is probably a way to go. Uh, with those type of methods you're having, like with the IUDs and the implants, it's usually less than 1%. So one in 100 people will get pregnant with that birth control. So it's very effective. And then you have with the depot provera, which is the injection, uh, out of 100 women, maybe six out of them will get pregnant. So the, you see the rates, as, as, as I, I'm yeah. talking about these methods, the rate of pregnancy begins to increase. And then with the pills, the patch, the ring, you have nine out of 100. Um, then when you now start going with uh, things like spermicides and withdrawal method, which is the one that drives me crazy because withdrawal method sometimes does not work. Um, yeah, not only advisable. Um, because out of those 100 people that use that method, uh, 27 uh, will get pregnant. Um, then you have, the only thing that's absolute is abstinence, which is not realistic <laughs> in the world that we live in. Um, but yes, as this method, as, as I mentioned, I'm beginning to mention all these methods, they, when you talk, talk about the most effective, you're talking about sterilization, implant, IUDs, those are usually less than 1%, so one in 100. And when you go to the pill, the patch, the ring, the depot, then your pregnancy starts increasing, which is about six to nine out of 100 and stuff like mm. that. Yeah. But like I said, Guys, I, I, I want... think if you're not married, abstinence is the best. <laughs> oh, okay. So, um, um, don't mind me, guys. I'm just busy. <laughs> but no, but seriously, I all these things mentioned now. We, we already know, at least speaking from experience, when I did put my scars, I went on bed controls even before I got pregnant or rather got married because of uh, migraines and irregular periods. So and I, I used to take the pills. But I, when people, because I have a lot of friends that have complained, like, oh, how do you manage? You, you, you haven't added any weight. You haven't, um, you're not having, uh, you're not breaking out. You know, and I'm just, I just keep on saying, well, I don't know for some reason, but that's why I, I keep telling people as well. Right now, it's only the pills I have tried and it's only the pills that I can tell you about. I can't speak right. for the other ones. It probably hasn't happened to me. And most people that I know that are on the pill, I haven't yet to hear anyone say they have had this. And most people that I know that have had, um, maybe added a lot of weight is the implant one. Mm -hmm. For some reason, I've had a few friends that had to go take it out because from drastically have added weight like drastically right and because they just notice that you, you're always hungry your okay. appetite is like really high all of a sudden and then mm -hmm. i know someone that was having like serious breakouts and this was just from the implants mm -hmm. so like i said and the fact that i've met like five people that have had that gave me some kind of concern so to me now implant is a no-no <laughs> so it really just depends <laughs> on what the problem is that i won't use the word the problem but 
not every birth control is perfect for somebody. So if pills work for you, does not mean not pills work, work for, for me. Yeah. Because exactly. I, used, I have used pills in the past and I was miserable and I was losing weight. I could barely eat. Um, so every birth control is not perfect for people. Some people you have, they'll use the implant and they love it. They, they don't, they, there's no weight gain. There is no mood changes. They've used it to the point they've used it three times. They've come back with good for five years. They've come back to uh, reinsert. They've, and they've used it for so long that it's, they love it. And some people use it and they're like, oh my God, I can't stand the bleeding. Stand or I've gained a lot of weight. Or some people use the IUDs and they love the fact that they don't have periods for five, six years. And it's awesome. So every birth control is not perfect. So it's not one size fits all type of thing. So just because pills work for your friend does not mean it's going to work for you. Work for you. And exactly. just because this person has this side effect does not mean the next person Neither is going to have this side Exactly. So that, that's yeah. one of the reasons why I decided to do this. Because I've had a few friends ask me this question. Some are yet to be married. Some are married and are still confused on what should I do going forward and things like mm -hmm. that. So that was why I thought that, okay, this is something that should be spoken about. Some people shy away from talking about it because of societal pressures, especially as we Africans, mm -hmm. and then religion for some people. But you, if you're, like I said, this is open to all. If you do decide and you want to watch it, no one is judging you. Let's watch it. <laughs> Free consultation, guys. Thank you later. <laughs> But yeah, um, so someone asked, um, how soon after starting birth control is one protected? So you kind of already mentioned that in between some of the questions um, mm -hmm. that you've answered. And I feel it's based on, sorry, I digress. Let me just quickly say someone, okay, yes, okay, there's a question. I'm going to quickly write that down. I think that's app star seven. I will note that question down and we'll come <laughs> back to that. And then there are two things. Someone just mentioned, implant makes me have blood flow for two to three months non-stop so this is something that we're talking i just mentioned now so this is mm -hmm. something that probably happens you want to touch more on that a little bit brenda okay so with the implant the imp how the implant works is that it prevents you from ovulation so ovulation is a process of produ producing egg monthly so when egg is produced monthly its sperm gets to it hence pregnancy so the process though how the implant works is that it's preventing uh that egg production as well as thinning out the lining in your uterus. So what it's doing is like for the first, I usually typically tell my all my patients, expect irregular bleeding for the first three to six months. And um, I usually, one out of five women that use this method of birth control after maybe a month or a few months of bleeding, bleeding stops. Uh, the other one out of five may have very light monthly periods. And the other three out of five may have irregular bleeding all over the place. For instance, probably this person, maybe I don't, I'm not sure if they've had it for, six months or your past six months and you're having that much bleeding mm -hmm. and maybe this method may not be the best method for you especially if you're bleeding uh two to three months non-stop exactly. Um, exactly. but like i said everybody reacts differently to birth control is it's not always just because one works for your friend it doesn't mean it's going to work for you and touching on the sense of when does birth when is birth control effective it also depends on where you are on your menstrual cycle so for instance if you're between day one to day five of when you on your, of your period if you start a pill it is pretty much effective right away however if you're past that five days of past day five then you have to use condoms like a backup method for seven days so anything that's between day one to day five if it goes past that day five that you're starting anything i usually just typically tell my patients please use condoms for the next seven days because mm -hmm. it does not work right away um, so exactly. I'm thinking that once they start the pills, 
if you're because, in 13 no. of, your, of your menstrual cycle, when I say menstrual cycle length, it means the first day you have a period to the next time you're going to have a period. So it's when, when you hear people say, I have a 28-day cycle, I have a 24-day cycle. So depending on where you are in your cycle. So if you're past day five or your day 10 of your menstrual cycle length and you're starting a pill, please use the backup method for seven days because it does not work right away. Okay. Yeah. Um, the person who mentioned, she said um, the irregular period is consistent for her. It's been happening for years. Mm -hmm. And she's planning to remove it soon. I have had it for four years. The implant. The implant. Uh, so if, if, if for, for you, if the, if the period is becoming bothersome, where it's obviously this is bothering you, then take it out. Just have them take it out. There's nothing that says because it lasts for five years means you have to have, have it to for, wait five for five years. years. Yeah. Um, if, if it's something that some people, if they have the, when they say irregular bleeding, it could just be, okay, I'm spotting a day or two and it's done. But some people may have irregular bleeding where you're having, like the other person said, two to three months of bleeding. I'm not going to have that implant in my arm. I'm going to try it. That's the exact thing. Right. Um, so there are other, there's so many different methods that are out there. You do not have to use one if method. One. Yeah. If it's not working for you. For you. Okay. That's good. Um, for those who are just joining, thank you for tuning in. Um, like I said, I would, if you're just joining, don't feel bad that you're just coming, uh, tuning in. I would be posting this immediately. We're done on my IGTV. So whatever you have missed, you can catch up on that later. And while we're talking, I'm going to be going through some of the questions that some people asked on Instagram. But if you do have a question, please feel free to use the question option on down below your screen to start sending in the questions because time is ticking and, you know, make take advantage of this free consultation guys because i'm i'm going to start challenging you guys money very soon <laughs> but yeah um another question that came in was because yeah the topic of today is contraception before and after i know some people that were not on contraception you're married now do not consider um, contraception before um giving birth to your child but now they're beginning to consider it because of um now they've had baby and they're probably about to pull out their hair and they're like, no, this is not happening no. to me. So now they're beginning to consider having it, even if they probably do not want to have it before. So um, what, so the question is now that what do I, what do they have to do? Do I have, is there any, or do they have to wait? Because maybe some, because I think some of the questions came from people that just give, give but maybe like a month back, two months back, some people six months. So they're like, oh, is there any, what, what do they have to do? Do you have to wait for a period of time to start? Or, you know, what do you tell them in that situation? Uh, it all depends on are they breastfeeding versus are they not breastfeeding. Um, with um, combined hormonal contraceptive, like the pills, the patch, the ring that contains estrogen, um, the World Health Organization recommends, even though I think it's CDC says um, they have to wait three weeks after, um, usually um, the World Health Organization actually recommends for people to wait longer. So for me, I try to stay away from anything that contains estrogen for at least seven to eight weeks, just because of the fact that for somebody who has never been pregnant, um, the risk of uh, a blood clot with uh, birth control, especially those that contain estrogen, I, I think it's about seven to 10%, just for somebody who's not, never been, not pregnant. Uh, so for somebody who just had a baby, 
the risk factors of a blood clot is even higher, higher. Um, with anything that contains estrogen. So usually I tell my patients, wait at least seven to eight weeks. Um, I don't think there are really any studies that shows that uh, if the estrogen or progesterone has any effect on the babies while they're breastfeeding. Uh, but usually with my uh, patients who are breastfeeding, I try to, I talk about more of the progestin only type methods um, for them. Even though many patients, especially those from, from when, when you have a baby, you can actually give birth control as quickly as 10 minutes after you deliver. So after the placenta uh, has been delivered, you can actually have an IUD inserted. Wow. Yeah. Um, you can, um, so, so there are different kinds of insertion. So there's the post-placental when the placenta has been delivered, or you have the timed where it's maybe a week or six to eight weeks after delivery, uh, or you can have at any interval. So probably after the eight weeks or nothing to do with pregnancy. Um, so for, for those women who are breastfeeding, now say probably lean more towards the progestin only type methods, at least until say maybe eight, nine weeks um, into after pregnancy, then if you do want to consider the estrogen method, then that's okay for you. Even though every now and then you get the patients who say, they started the birth control pills that contain estrogen and they notice their um, milk supply reduced. Yeah. So that's why sometimes I just tell patients just go with the progestin only methods. Um, okay. But yes, you can try any of the progestin only methods that are out there. Uh, if you're not breastfeeding, then I will say usually you can start up with a progestin only method and maybe seven to eight weeks after that, you can start up the pills, the patch, the ring. Um, okay. For those who are exclusively breastfeeding, meaning you're breastfeeding day and night, there is no pumping, there is no um, in between, you're not using a pump pumping as breastfeeding, or you're not, uh, you're giving the baby formula, then there is this, that protection of contraception from breastfeeding for up to six months. However, I'm going to say this again, however, um, it takes about 45 to 94 days for fertility to return back to normal for somebody who's not breastfeeding. But sometimes we've seen where it comes back as early as four weeks. Mm. Mm. So that's why sometimes when I ask people, are you exclusively breastfeeding? Some people think, oh, because I'm breastfeeding my baby and I use formula here and that's not considered exclusively breastfeeding. You have to be breastfeeding. Like proper. Proper. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, yeah, that's really good. A question just came in. She said, "How long does it take to get pregnant after removal of an implant?" Well, the the half life of uh, implant is about I think forty eight hours, so you can get pregnant within a month. <laughs> I think because so. That that, that the, the, the almost only, the same like a pill, the, right? Yes. The only method that I know that it takes a while for fertility to return back to normal is the injection, the Depo-Provera. Yeah. That some people six months, nine months, twelve months. Sometimes it could be earlier. Um, but things like the implants, the IUDs, the pills, the patch, the ring, you can get pregnant very quickly um, because I those hormones. Five. <laughs> Those hormones don't stay in your system that long. Um, <laughs> because with the, with the depot, you're coming every three months for your um, injection. injection. So some people, like, it, it can be in your system for up to 15 weeks. Um, so it takes a while because a lot of people who are in depot, sometimes it even takes a while for your period to come back to normal. But you have to start getting your monthly period. That's the one birth control that I don't know for sure that fertility doesn't just bounce back. But the other things, yes. 
Judy, why are you laughing at me? I'm, it's, it's the truth. I can testify. <laughs> I just thought I was very fertile, actually. But yeah, the pill ran away really quick. Yeah. But um, yeah. So while we're waiting for people, please, guys, take this opportunity to ask the questions that you want to um, ask. Because we have roughly 15 minutes or less, actually. Oh, yeah, 15 minutes. Because I have to let her go and then round up. So, guys, um, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> so I, I still have some questions here that some people already did ask. I'm just going to go through that while we wait for other questions. So um, so someone said, do you have advice on natural contraception? Um, yes. So natural contraception, which is also known as fertility awareness method, natural planning. planning. So if you do, if you have irregular periods, then please don't mess with this method. It's not for you. Um, but yes, the people that actually use this method, of, uh, method this method of um, protecting themselves from getting pregnant. Um, so it's more of you, I'll recommend that you're, if you're having regular periods, monthly periods, then yes. Um, but you have to check your temperature every morning. You have to be able to know uh, the difference in consistency of discharge. So uh, the, one of the classic signs of um, ovulating is when you have the egg stretchy white discharge. Mm -hmm. um, uh, even though when the, the method is not like, or the, how other methods is still that failure rate. I think for natural family planning, it's about 24 out of 100 women who use this method that will get pregnant. So regular periods, knowing your menstrual cycle length. So usually I always recommend if people are going to use this method, maybe get those fancy apps that record from the first day you have a period because after a while when you're doing it it pretty much gives you an average of what your menstrual cycle length is if your periods are coming every 24 days every 28 days every 24 to 28 days stuff like that so people still use it that it works perfectly for them but like that's I, said, I actually have had that situation mm -hmm. i mean, i yes. guess i was really when i saw this question i was like oh yeah definitely i have to put that put it out there because as much mm -hmm. as we're talking about contraception everyone just feels oh is the pills the implant the IV. oh yeah Some the people that use this very really, well. yeah into all those um um other options maybe for religious reasons Reason, or family right. reasons or mm -hmm. your personal beliefs so natural contracep contraception is an option, but you, like she has already said, you need to know your cycle and if you're irregular, don't try it. Because even when I was about to get married in the church, the lady was like, <laughs> that was one of the topics that she brought up in the marriage counseling. She's like, natural contraception. I was like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe then I could probably have said, oh, maybe I'll probably try because I did have one of those apps. And even if I was taking the pills, like I said, I still used to track my um, periods. So at least I knew when my the days ovulation and all that. But it's I don't think it's a hundred, especially now that I've had a child. Like Judy just said, now that, that this is one of her biggest fears, getting pregnant now. Because I don't have a child. I'm sorry, I'm not about to get pregnant again. So natural contraception. I'm sorry, guys, it's not working for me. <laughs> you do you. Yes. But yeah, you know, um, and yeah, she says thank you for. Um, all the questions have been answered so she's really appreciative of this you guys take advantage we have a few minutes if you do have any questions don't be shy put it out there i'm not saying your name you know let's just answer you can use the question tab nobody's going to see it uh, but yeah um there's another question here it said can using um hormonal birth control cost infertility 
Not that I know of, at least. <laughs> it, sh- it should not cause infertility, no. Okay, because that was no. that question popped up actually twice for some mm. I've never heard of that. It was quite alarming right. for me. So I was like, mm, okay, I should actually do um, actually put out that question to you. But mm-hmm. you've heard from her guys. No. <laughs> uh uh yeah, okay. Question said when ovulating must you discharge? It, it is it is a classic um sign that you're ovulating. Um even sometimes when you're if especially those who are trying to get pregnant. Sometimes the discharge may not be reliable for them. So that's why I always say maybe get the ovulation kits because the ovulation kits also are helpful, um, especially if you are tracking your, uh, already tracking your periods. And let's say, for instance, your 28-day cycle, for instance, so your period comes every 28 days. So maybe most likely your ovulating maybe day 10 to day 13 um and you know that's your your periods usually come every 28 days and maybe using that ovulation kit may be the best thing for you pain in a cup is just pretty much same thing as a pregnancy test and then it will pretty much tell you if you're ovulating or not and i usually tell my patients you can have sexual intercourse for up to three days of the time that it tells you that it's positive but yeah a lot of people some people don't know unfortunately don't know the difference between their discharge some people don't even know when they're discharging uh, or having a, a vaginal discharge um, sometimes you just see a little stain on their underwear or it dries up and they don't even know what that is mm-hmm. so if, if you're not if you, you, if you, that doesn't happen with you then I would say please don't try the family because <laughs> 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 yeah you have to know be able to be comfortable to be able to check your discharge and yes it's your body who else is going to no, yeah, be comfortable with that. Yeah. So, um, two questions just came in, and the first one was a, or three things, two questions and one thank you. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, um, she says thank you, mm-hmm. and then um, a question came in says, can the withdrawal method or pre-com also make you pregnant? I hear that women that just gave birth are very open down there and can get pregnant quickly, even with these. How true is this piece? <laughs> Withdrawal method, like like I've been saying from the very beginning with all the methods of uh, the, how people use to prevent pregnancy. Out of 100 women that have used withdrawal method, 27, 15 to 25, 27 will get pregnant. So it's not uh, that reliable. So at the end of the day, it's more on the, 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 it's more on the guy because the guy has to know when he is coming and you guys got to realize there is, where to, I'll use pre-ejaculation fluid, but people call it pre-com. Sometimes the guys don't know when that is happening and that's how people get pregnant. So that's Run why away, I, my I try to stay away from the withdrawal method. <laughs> <laughs> Just use <some> <laughs> She put a hand in her head. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm coming for one baby shower from Zoom. Uh, but yeah, uh, another question came in says, "Will back control make me gain weight or make me or make my migraines worse?" So we kind of already touched on this in terms mm-hmm. of the weight part, but we can quickly just touch on that as someone that has migraines. Uh, with, with pills, um, with pills patch ring, it can go either way. Some people may gain weight, some people may lose weight. Um, I always just tell people, try something out for three, four months, especially like with the pills, the patch during, try it out for four months. Because with the fir- in the first three months of you being on uh, like 
the pills attached the ring. It takes about three months for your body to get adjusted to it. So you may get the side effects like the headaches, maybe the breast tenderness. Some people may feel like their breast is enlarged. Some people may even have what they call breakthrough bleeding, where you're bleeding in between periods. But typically, all the symptoms will go away after the third month. So I typically tell my patients, by the fourth month, you should start feeling like yourself again. And if at the fourth month, fifth month, you're still having all the side effects, then maybe it's time for you to talk to your provider and say, hey, I've tried this out for four or five months. I'm still having all the side effects switch to something else. There's so many birth control pills that are out there that you don't have to be stuck on one particular pill. You got to keep trying different things until you figure out what works Time for you. Time works for you. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, but, because I know a lot of people say, oh, the, the Depo-Provera makes people gain weight. Yes, the tendency for it to make you gain weight. But I have every now and then seen patients who lose weight uh, with the Depo-Provera. So you got to try different things until you figure out what works for you. Okay, guys. You've heard from the specialist. <laughs> hey guys, you're gonna run me my chair because this is like cost. This costs money, guys. <laughs> but yeah, um, quickly because we have like five minutes. So guys, quickly run those questions in now so we can quickly take advantage of our special guest today. And a question just came in. I haven't discharged in a long time to indicate if I'm ovulating or not. Does this mean I should be worried? Um, I would say if you are concerned about if you're fit, uh, or not, maybe talk to your provider. Um, because everybody's different in the way their body works. And if you're not, if you, you don't know when you're discharging or maybe it's not even, you're not even aware that it's happening, it doesn't hurt for you. There's so many products that are out there now that you can actually tell if you're fetal or not. Um, but if you're that concerned, then call up your provider. Okay, you've heard yeah. from the expert, guys. So, um, mm -hmm. someone just asked a question. I, I really don't know if we're not having that topic today, but yeah, mm -hmm. someone said effective ways to get pregnant. Jumi <laughs> uh, K, we, we are going to this, like I said, this for you, if you're just joining in for the first time, this is Newborn Diaries, and I do this every Friday. So, I'm going to be talking about different things, bringing different specialists, bringing different moms. So, this is something that we're going to talk about as a topic on its own but is there anything you want to say about that part effective ways to get pregnant <laughs> so why could you elaborate for me if you yeah. don't mind using the question i can give you the next four minutes to answer that question for you jimmy k so you can go into the question tab quickly um elaborate what do you mean are you are you saying in terms of things you should do um about maybe days that you should have um sexual intercourse sexual to get pregnant just try to be more um, exactly, so that that way we can uh, answer your question. Someone said uh, they can answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it's a very broad question. So yeah, it is. On what on you're what referring you're asking. to. Right. Exactly. So please, we have um, just, uh, let's say, if I, this wants to be very nice, I can say another four minutes. So quickly pin that down there somewhere and we'll quickly answer that for you. But while we're waiting for that, there's one I think I've, I've answered most of the questions, actually. I was like, oh, one more question. But then I think most of the ones that came in through my Instagram um, question um, poll has been answered. So, guys, in the last three minutes, if you do have any questions, please, please, please take this opportunity now to type it down and we will quickly um, answer that for you. Um, Stephanie says, thank you so much. Very informative. Really appreciate you 
Um, Shailen says, very um, educative. Thank you. So, yeah, everyone appreciates this. Guys, don't worry. I'll be probably dropping my check in your DMs. <laughs> <laughs> This, this is money. It costs money, guys. <laughs> oh, we love you too, Amaka. Love oh, you too. Guys, you that are just joining, if you, if you missed the first part, she's my twin sister. <laughs> I haven't mentioned that. Just 10 years apart, but... <laughs> I thought it was a few years. Now, years. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just like 10 years. I can't do it, guys. But yeah. <laughs> I wish you. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, really, um, we have two more minutes, guys, before our special guest has to go so if you do have any questions please take the opportunity now to drop that in and we'll quickly answer that for you but um yeah while we wait for that i don't know is there, is there any other question i can think of i think i've asked most of them at least the basic one that most people worry about when they're considering um going on contraceptives but the thing is as much as we've given you this this information it's yeah it gives you it kind of answers most of your concerns basic concerns but when you do want to get one you have to still go into the hospital and most of most of your basic questions will still be answered and most Answer. of the things we've said here today will still be said so um this is just for you to actually just push you in the right direction direction right um, and to... you still need to be able to talk to your provider because like i said it's not just a oh go in and you're they're handing you a pill or a patch or a ring or deciding to do an iud there are certain things that have to go into consideration. What is your reproductive plan? Are you trying to get pregnant anytime soon? What type of methods will work best for you? Because if you're someone who does not like to take pills, then you probably don't want to be messing with pills. Or if you're someone who does not want to have to do anything, then maybe the long-acting methods, like when I'm saying long-acting, doesn't mean that once you get it, you can you know, get pregnant. It's just long-acting means in the sense that you don't have to do stuff. It's low maintenance. So like the IUDs and the implants. So if at any point, Say if you, if you get the implant, it's five years and you do decide, oh, in two years, I want to get pregnant. You just go back there and they'll take it out and you, and you will be able to get pregnant. So, but they have to determine what your medical conditions, because there are a bunch of people that have a lot of medical problems that prevent them from getting, getting, getting some birth control. Yeah. So yeah. at the end of the day, yes, I may be able to give you all this advice or stuff, but at the end of the day, you still need to go to your provider. Okay. So you guys have had, um, no questions have come in so far. So I think I was going to say she should give her, is there anything you want to add, any advice you want to give people out there, new moms, even if it's not about contraceptives, you're a mom. Mm -hmm. um, guys, if you're just tuning in the last few minutes, she's actually a mom of two beautiful kids, my niece and nephew. <laughs> and she's been a mom for seven years now. So she's pretty much experienced, I would say, compared to the people, uh, the, our previous guests are all new moms. Uh, so if there's anything, so that's, is there any closing remark you want to give, even if it's on the contraceptives or just about mom life and just in the next one minute, give us something. I would say um, no one parenting style is perfect. And at the end of the day, your goal is to be able to do what's best for your kids. You're going to get a lot of people who want to give you advice. Yeah, thank you for the advice. But at the end of the day, you are the one that will be able to make that best decision for your kid. Um, take care of yourself. It does not mean because you're a mom, you're going to forget about taking care of you. You got to take care of your mind, your body. Um, and I I'm pretty much just winging it at this point. Like every day is something new and I'm learning. And 
I'm not going to, I don't even consider myself an experienced parent because I'm constantly learning something. Definitely. So don't, definitely. don't be, don't be too hard on yourself because every day you're learning something and your kids are constantly changing as they grow. So the things that you are going to be learning. And for those of you who have partners, just make sure you're always on the same page because your kids will find a way to use it. Two of you to butt heads. So always be on the same page. Maybe if you don't agree with what your partner is doing at that point, maybe talk about it when the kids are not there, not, not in front of them. Front of them. Um, but always be on the same page. That's good, yeah. guys. So you guys have heard from an OG mom, as I call them. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, uh, and yeah, I just want to say, on most of, most of our audience of today have said thank you, but I just want to say thank you for taking out time from your busy schedule because I know you're not in Nigeria or you're in, all the way in America and even in the UK and I know this is supposed to be work time and school time so thank you for taking out this hour to be with us today and to share your specialty guys you'll be seeing more of her advantages of having a sister that's in this she'll be back again because we have some other topics that we'll want to touch so thank you mm -hmm. thank you again and till next time thank you you're welcome guys Bye. 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 All right, then. So, guys, that's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you've been able to grab one or two things from everything that has been said today. Um, like I said, this is New Mom Diaries. I would, I'm just here to share my experience alongside other new moms and bless you guys any way that I can. So I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Until the next episode, stay blessed, stay beautiful. Have a blessed weekend, guys. Bye.